Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining. Wow, what a a great start for the year, isn't it? Come on, I'm so glad that 2024 is here. Amen. How many glad 2024 is here? Come on, I'm so glad that it's here. Amen. Uh, Come on, we truly want more. In 24, and I can see it by what your participation. I can see by what you guys are doing. We just wrapped up our series on the reset button. Amen. Somebody say reset. reset. Come on. And we had our, had our all night prayer meeting. Hallelujah. First one in years. Amen. All night of success. People are out here. I was so blessed by the the attendance that we had here. I thought it'd be just a, a few of us. Amen. A few faithful in here. But man, we had a we had a good crowd of 30 people in here. Praying all night, amen. Some of them came in shifts, amen, all the way to the five in the morning. But I mean, it was such a powerful presence in this place, amen, that it not only took place here, but it got established here. It's still here, amen, and it's blessing the house. Even if you weren't here, you walk into it. Come on, somebody. So we've been blessed. I mean, last week, amen, we had our banner put up. It's on the wall now, amen. Come on, hallelujah. The scripture's there. Come on, somebody say yes for 24. Come on, we have made and completed, amen, our three-day fast. Woo, somebody say, I made it. <laughs> Come on, three-day fast. Some people for the first time fasted, amen. And then, man, what a great time we had in breaking bread. Come on, we had a vondigas, amen. We had kinds of soups here, amen. Come on, somebody. I mean, that we had fellowship. We, I mean, we had a good crowd. I, I, I think I think the Wednesday crowd was bigger than today. I mean, it was a good crowd for a Wednesday night. Amen. We fellowship. I think I said we need to serve food every Wednesday. That way, people come. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. But we are praying. We are praying for that for when we fast. Maybe we do some fellowship. Uh, things like that. We're talking about already Taco Wednesday, amen, for, for the third Wednesday of February. So, I mean, coming together and, and, and breaking the fast, but the main thing is coming together in family, sitting together. I mean, you guys are talking, fellowshipping, eating food, eating soup. So I want to thank everyone that, that came out and made the soups for, for the church, amen. We just had a blast, amen. And, and, and it's a good way to break a three-day fast, amen, with just some soup, amen. Uh, you know, my wife even says, man, I had a second bowl. I said, whoa, you are really hungry, girl. <laughs> Praise the Lord. and Amen. And so more for 24, amen. I mean, the soup was there. It kept multiple. I mean, everyone was fed. Everyone was well. Amen. It, so thank you all. What a great time we had. So it has been a great, great year so far. We are rooted. We have crossover to encounter. Come on, if we go back to the last three years, we have been rooted, we have crossed over, and now is the encounter. Come on, you got to see how God has set these themes inside uh, our, my mind, amen, for this house, for the vision of this house, amen. And so it is good to be saved. Can somebody say amen? Come on, hallelujah. Come on, if you're saved, give the Lord a hand clap, amen. If he's been good, give him a hand clap, amen. Come on, if he's been faithful, somebody say yes. Come on, he's a good God. He is faithful. So don't focus on the things that you 
that, that, that you see focus on the unseen. Because if you focus on what is seen, it don't look good sometimes. Come on, somebody. But if you focus on the unseen, the eternal, the things that you don't see but God's in control of, come on, there's hope for us. So don't focus on those things. Don't focus on your surroundings. Focus on what God can do. Can somebody say amen? God is definitely doing something new in this place. Can somebody say yes? I want you to turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. I've been reading the scripture during our reset button. But I want to refresh you because God is in the, in, in the new. God wants to do something new. It's a new year. Amen. And so it says, for I'm about to do something new. See, I already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness and I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. And at the end of verse 20, it says, yes, I will make rivers in the dry wasteland so that my chosen people can be refreshed. Come on, somebody say, refresh me. Come on, how many know that God wants to refresh us? He wants to recover us. He wants to redo us. Come on. He wants you to put on the new and walk in it. Come on. Put on the new and walk in it. And today I want to minister a message entitled, Put on the New. Look at your neighbor and say, put it on. We got to put on the new. Amen. Hallelujah. And so look to your other neighbor and say, he's talking to you. <laughs> He's talking to you. Come on. Come on. There, there is something about the new. Amen. New brings new beginnings. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a start, a new start for us. It, we get to start things over, hallelujah. And, but in reality, we get to start things different in a new way. See, people start new diets. Because the past diets didn't work. Come on, somebody. But in reality, they just didn't stick to the diet. <laughs> come on. You see, in order for the new to come, there has to be change. And only you, somebody say me, only you can change you. I can't change you. Only you can change you. Come on. And so, it's hard for some to embrace new because we don't like change, right? Come on, because sometimes change makes us feel a little bit uncomfortable. So instead of putting on the new, we settle for the old. Or we try to make the old work. Like Pastor Maria said last week, we settle for old wineskins instead of putting on new wineskins. If you look at Luke chapter 5, 36 to 39, it talks about that. It says that then Jesus gave this illustration. He says, no one tears a piece of cloth, cloth from a new garment and, and uses it as a patch for old garment. For the new garment will be ruined and the new patch won't even match the old garment. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the new wine will burst the wineskin, spilling the, the wine and ruining its skin. New wine must be stored in new wineskins. But no one who drinks old wine seems to want the new. The old is just fine, they say. Come on. 
basic, basic thing of that, no one likes change. We don't want to change. We, don't, we, we prefer the old. We, we want to walk in the old. We don't want to change. Though we want things different, we don't want to do anything different. And God is telling us the new has come. And I don't know about you, like I said, the new is already here. It's already begun. Do you not see it? Come on, God's telling you, you need to press a reset button in your life, amen. Because let me tell you, I'm tired of hearing this and that. You need to start something new in your life. If you want change, then you need to do something different. And it starts with you. You got to make up your mind. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I want to do something new. I want something better in 24. I don't want to struggle from check to check. Amen. I want to walk in the blessings of God. I don't want to struggle with this anymore. I don't want to be shackled down anymore. God, I want some freedom. And something has to start within you in order for freedom to come. God says, I'm bringing you. He's not bringing it just to this house church. He's bringing it to the, to the body of Christ because God's about to do something new in the church. Can somebody say amen? The question is, do you see it? If you see it, put it on. God's saying, put it on. Come on, but we're saying the old is fine. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm cool right here. Right. God, I'm, I'm all right. I, I'm not complaining. I won't complain no more. I won't, I won't say nothing no more. Yet in three months, you'll be complaining again. We're telling God the old is fine. So instead of putting on the new, we try to fix the old by putting patches. Come on, somebody. And we kind of put these patches, and all these patches are just quick fixes of our old. I mean, we want change, but we put a patch. I'm sorry, God. I blew it, God. I messed up, God. I, we start to patch up ourselves in this. I'll do better next time, God. I, you know, but you still don't want to change, so you're getting these new patches of what God is speaking into the church, but you're trying to put it on your old. Not realizing that it really doesn't fix the problem. Because it brings no change because there's no repentance. So we're back to square one. Because the old starts growing and starts stretching and the new falls off. God wants to pour new inside of us, amen, but we can't receive it because we're still a lot of old in us. So we can't contain it, so it spills out. We receive it, we come, we want to get it full, and we're, we're standing in the old and the altar, we come and our hands are up and we're, God's touching us and God, we're feeling the emotions and God is filling us and God is pouring some new, but we're still in the same old mentality and so we get filled, but it does not contain and, and pretty soon it just leaks out. Because the new and the old can't go together. So instead of walking in the new, 
We settle walking around in our patches. Instead of saying I'm a new creation, we choose the name Patches. Look at somebody and say, well, tell them, what's up, Patch? <laughs> Patchy. <laughs> Patcho. <laughs> but God is telling us to put on the new. See, the definition of new is this. Discovered. Used for the first time, different, change, fresh, unused, unfamiliar, recently begun. These are, these are some new shoes I got. That's why they're super white. And they will stay white, if you know me. But this, this is something that I have not worn for a while. I said, man, I've had a pair of Nikes for a while, amen. So I, I, uh, I got blessed. I said, well, I'm going to bless myself with some new kicks. And so the first thing that people said to me that, hey, those look fresh. <laughs> I wore them to, to work yesterday, amen, because it was, uh, it was jersey day. We were dressed casual. We had our jerseys, our, our you know. Football jerseys and stuff, and I wore, I wore the tennis, and the, the first, the young crew, the young, young people, like, hey, that's fresh, man. Look at, look at art, man. Looking all fresh. And it, it made me feel kind of accepted or something, amen. I felt like, man, this feels cool, amen. I'm getting, I'm getting some attention, amen, but, but that's what the new does. It feels good. It may feel uncomfortable when you first put them on. It may feel uncomfortable that they're kind of hard. And my daughter was kind of making fun of me that, that I'm hitting things. I don't know how to walk in them and stuff like that because, you know, they're, they're so, they're new and I'm not used to them. Amen. But, 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 but when you get, understand the freshness it gives you and understand what it does, it makes you feel good. And so that's what God wants to do. He wants to give you some fresh kicks, amen. He wants you to walk in the new. He wants you to feel good that people will notice and say, hey, man, those, your life looks fresh. Man, what's going on in your life, amen? There's a smile that I haven't seen for a while. Because when you're filled with the Spirit of God and you feel good, it gets the attention of the world. And God wants to put the new inside of us. Amen, that you can feel fresh. You can feel good about yourself and what God is doing. Can somebody say amen? You see, church, we need to discover that God has more for us in 24, to, that we need to use things for the first time. We need to do things differently. We need to adapt to change, amen. We need to walk in the fresh, amen. Use the unused and do the unfamiliar and begin something new for something more in 24. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, I want the new. Hallelujah. Look at somebody say, you're looking fresh today. You're looking fresh. Fresh. Don't start thinking about cool in the gang. Fresh is fresh. <laughs> ambrosia, bro. <laughs> My kids make me fun. I like Ambrosia. If you don't know Ambrosia, they're a band, but they got some cool songs. But you wouldn't think like a homie like me would like that, amen. <laughs> a Latino, amen. But I like, I like ambrosia. 
I want you to turn to Colossians chapter 3, verse 10 through 17. My wife just read this. <clears throat> I'm going to read it to this to here. She didn't know what I was preaching on, but it says this in Colossians chapter 3, 10 to 17, New Living Translation says, Put on the new nature and be renewed as you learned to know your creator and become more like him. How many know that our goal is to be like Jesus? Come on. That's our goal. This is why we come to church. This is why we get to, to read our word. This is because God wants us to be like his son. We are to be like Jesus. Amen. Come on. We have to be more and more like him. So he says, be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Be like Jesus. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric or uncivilized, slave or free, Christ is in all matters and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be holy people he loves, you must say, I must. Clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you, say I, you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourself with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts, for we are, for as members of one body, you were called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message of Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom that he gives. Sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do, or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. We have to put on the new self in Christ Jesus. And that means that we're going to have to put some unfamiliar on. We're going to have to put something different in order to be new. Otherwise, we're still walking, still talking, and still doing the old. Remember, we have crossed over and we are leaving the old behind. Listen, to encounter the new. This crossover that we took place in 2023, we're going to encounter something new in our lives that you've never encountered before. And so that means we got to leave the old past behind. And that means, amen, anything that God did back then, amen, God wants to do something new. Stop living 2020, 2020, what's that, amen? I don't even know what that is. Come on, stop living in 2015. Stop living in the time when everything was flowing. God wants to do something new. A lot of us are trying to relive the past. Not, and some of that stuff is good. But God says, I want to do something new inside of you. And so we left that. We crossed over, amen, to encounter the new. The new listed here in the text of Colossians, tender-hearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, forgiveness, love. A lot of that stuff is new to us. Why? Because we never put it on. We may have put it on for a season as a patch, but then it stretched and fell off. 
Come on, a lot of this stuff is new. Maybe you're good in that, but you weren't good in this. See, there's a lot of unfamiliar, there's a lot of unused there. Can somebody say amen? See, we're going to have to, if we're going to be like Christ, amen, we're going to need more of that in our lives. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, Paul is here is urging us as believers to remain true to the confession of their faith by getting rid of the old and putting on the new nature given by Christ. What does that mean to put on the new nature? It means that our conduct, listen, should match our faith. Come on, that the way we act should be the way we stand. Come on, our walk should match our talk. Come on, it means that if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, then start acting like a disciple of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. Come on, that means that you gave up your rights to be who you want to be. I'm choosing Christ. So I got to give up my plans. I got to give up my dreams. I got to give up my everything. Amen. I got to be what Christ called me a being. Amen. And that's what we need to be. We got to strive to be like Jesus. You see, being a Christian is just more than doing good things. Come on, it's more than making a good resolution. It's more than not drinking anymore. Come on, somebody. It means taking the right action and obeying God. It can be as simple as getting rid of your old clothes. Listen, and putting on the new clothes, the new nature. It can be that simple. I don't want this no more. Take it off. Some of us, we get to this point like this, and we put it back on. <laughs> Come on, we, we don't want to let go of that. that man, like, okay, God's, uh, I don't know. Maybe next week. Maybe next month. Maybe next year. Maybe never. Church, come on. It's as simple as a sign on the freeway that says 65 miles per hour and then going 65 miles per hour. And getting rid of the disobedience within us that says, go 85, dude. <laughs> right? We see 65, but inside of us, I don't care. Mm. Come on, don't look at me like it's just me. <laughs> Come on. We see 35 in these, on our streets here, man. We're going 45, 50 down that street, man. We got to understand, church, that we must get rid and take off the old practices. Amen. We must put on and clothe ourselves with something new in this new year, church, that, that, that we'll be able to commit ourselves to what Christ is teaching us and remain true to it. How many want to remain true to Christ? Come on. How many are serious about Jesus? Amen. Come on, if we're serious about Jesus, then we got to have a mentality. God, I, I want to I wanna commit myself to you, uh, but I know that I need to get some of this old uh, off of me, Lord. I want to embrace in you. Uh, there's new coming, God. You're challenging me. I need to keep that old off. I need to put on the new and remain true to you. We as Christians are in an educational program. That means that we are always learning. 
I'm always learning. I have not arrived. Paul says, I have not arrived there. God, Paul continued to learn and learn him. And we don't graduate in this lifetime, church. We don't come to a place that we arrived. Come on, we don't graduate, church, until that judgment day where he says, well done, good and faithful servant, church. That's when we graduate. That's when we stop doing what we need to do because we'll be in heaven, amen. Until then, we keep learning. Until then, we keep coming. Until then, we continue to educate our minds with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So the more we know or the more we learn about Christ and his work, the more we become like him. And that is the goal, church, is to be like Jesus. Because this is a lifelong process, church. We never stop learning. We never stop obeying. It's going to take practice and ongoing review, patience, and focus in order to keep in line to his will and become like his son. It's continuous, church. It's consistent. Sometimes it's repetitious. But we have to continue doing what we need to do. I don't feel like praying, but you know you have to pray. I don't feel like reading, but you know you got to read. I don't feel like doing right, but you know you have to do what's right. It's, it's doing the more and more of what, who he does, what he does and who he is that become we become him. And so we got to continue to do that. Then it becomes part of our character. The change starts to take place. The transformation starts to take place. So when things arise and things will, church, you'll remain like Christ. Amen. Come on, we won't be like Peter chopping off ears. Right? We'll, we'll, we'll listen to God's word, amen. We will understand what we need to do, church. And so we need more of Christ to prepare us when those seasons rise up. Come on, somebody. When there's a, there's a, a, a situation in your home, a, a circumstance rises up in your children, whatever that is, amen, you'll know what to do because you got Christ on. Verse 11 says, we see that there is no discrimination in the kingdom of God. Colossians 3.11, I'll read it again. It says, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you're Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is in all matters, for he lives in all of us. There is no barriers or nationality. It does not matter where you came from or what rock you crawled out of. Come on, it doesn't matter if you're educated or not, amen, whether you have money or not, church. Christ came to break down all those barriers, amen, and he accepts all people to come to him and put on this new. He accepts us all as we are, church, and nothing should stop us from telling others about Christ. I don't care if they're not from your neighborhood. I don't care if they're of a different color, amen. Christians should not build walls. Christians should build bridges. Come on, to one another, amen. Come on, we're no different from any other, amen. We're here to win the loss. Paul here offers, in this passage of Scripture, a strategy to help us to live for God day by day. 
In verses 12 to 17 of Colossians says this in three. Since God chose you, somebody say me, to be holy people he loves, you, say I, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, say that with me, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Ooh, come on, say that again. Patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, let it go. Tell somebody else, let them go. Man, some of us were carrying the punishment of what people done to us and we hold them in captive in our minds. They're jailed right here. They're like, I'm not going to never let that go. They really, really hurt me. You don't know what they did to me. I'm still offended. Amen. And we keep them prison in our, in our minds. And the other person, they don't care what, whatever. They're out there having a good time. They don't care what you're, you're suffering. They're like, I forgot about that. <laughs> and see, you think you're keeping them in prison, but in reality, you're the one in prison. Come on, tell somebody, let it go. Tell yourself, I'm going to let it go. Come on, church. Christ has forgave us so much. You need to forgive others. And I'm not trying to disregard it, that it hurts you. I'm not dying, trying to disregard that it, you got offended. And I'm sorry that you had to go through that. I'm sorry you felt that, amen, but you have to forgive them. That's the only way you're going to be free, church. There's so many people in church captive with that, that, that thought there, amen, that they don't really understand the true freedom of forgiveness as in Christ Jesus. So even when they make mistakes, they jail themselves up. They don't even forgive themselves. There are people in the church that are still hitting their heads. Why did I do that? And they're suffering and say, God, why? I'm this. I'm a nobody. I'm a mess up. And I'll always be this, but that Christ forgave you. You'll never move on to succeed. You'll never move on to be successful in anything in relationship, church. And for some of you guys, you need to forgive yourself. We've all done things in our life. Done things. <laughs> I need water. <laughs> we all done dumb things, amen, in our lives that we need to simply let go. I messed up. I had done a lot of stuff in my life, but I, I, I've forgiven myself. I asked for forgiveness from those that I offended, and I forgave those that offended me. And I'm okay. I just move forward, church. You got to let it go. Can somebody say Amen. See, he tells us to imitate Christ's compassion. Come on, Paul's telling us to have an attitude of forgiveness, to let love guide your life, show patience by putting on the new. For some of us, this is unused, this is unfamiliar, this is different. We're not used to that. We're used to holding on to grudges. We're used to not forgiving. In the, in the course of that, you become very bitter in life and don't trust people. Well, somebody say amen. And it goes on to say, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. 
to always be thankful, to keep God's word in you at all times, and to live representing Christ. Tell your neighbor, be Jesus. Come on, the key to forgiving others, church, listen, is remembering how much God has forgiven you. Church, realizing how much God loves you and how much he is uh, uh, forgiving you, church, will, can help you love and forgive others. Let's not hold on to the wrongs that people have done in our lives, the wrongs that will leave you to a life of bitterness, but let's live by renewing our love in him and his joy to come inside of us. Paul's telling us here, put on tender-hearted mercies, kindness, humility. Make room for allowances because all, somebody say all, we all fall short. I'm going to blow it. You're going to blow it. We're going to blow it against each other. Amen. But we have to forgive each other in the course of that. But as we put on these, these things on, speaking of the new church, we clothe ourselves with these virtues, which are really the fruit of the Spirit that you'll find in Galatians. And the last garment to put on is love. It's love that holds all these things, listen, together. If you don't have love, you can't be, you can't, there's no humility in you. Come on, if there's no love inside you, you cannot forgive. Come on, if there's no, no love there, you, you cannot have tender-hearted mercies. Love is what puts all this together. Somebody say love. First Corinthians 13, 1-3 says this, If I can speak the language, all the language of the earth and, and, and of angels, but did not love others, I will be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I, can under, and I understood all of God's secret plans and possess all the knowledge and I had such faith I can move mountains but not love others, I would be nothing. If I can gain, uh, if I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrifice my body, I can boast about it. But if I not love others, I would gain nothing. Another translation said of 1 Corinthians 13, 3, no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I am bankrupt without love. It's love that holds it all together, church. It's love that helps you keep on the new. We as Christians should pursue and live in peace. It says, live in peace doesn't mean that we silence our mouths, church. It doesn't mean that we can't voice our opinions. But it does require that loving Christians work together despite our differences. To clothe ourselves with love, and this is the love of God, that will lead us to peace. It will lead us to peace between each other, saved or not. Let me say that, saved or not. Come on, we, we, I'm, I'm work with heathens. Hallelujah. Come on, not saved, amen. I mean, they're, they're, they're foul, amen. But we can have peace with them as well if Christ lives inside of us. Or we can become like them if Christ is not there. Come on, church, don't put a patch on it. Put the new on it. Change your whole outfit. Don't try to patch it and make it work. Just take it off and put on the new. Somebody tell, the, tell your neighbor, put on the new. Come on, church. When Paul speaks here, let peace of Christ 
rule in your hearts. This comes from an athletic point of view. It means that let Christ be the umpire of your life. Come on, let Christ be the referee in your heart. Come on, let Christ be the one that blows the whistle when you blow it. Let Christ be the one that throws the flag on your foul. Because of our hearts is the center of everything, church. You got to understand, that's where feelings and desires clash. Amen. That's where fears and hopes, are, distrust and trust, jealousy and love all meet. It's in the heart. We must let the rule of peace decide between our conflicts. Philippians 4, 7 says this, and you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, God's peace is different from the world's peace. The world's perspective is if there's no war, there must be peace. Come on, true peace is not found in positive thinking. It's not in the absence of conflict or, or good feelings. True peace comes from knowing that God is in control. Come on, God is in control. Come on, come on. The world may say, man, it's chaos out there. But you know what? I can stand in peace because God is in control. God is in control of my destiny, my circumstances. I don't have to freak out when the world freaks out because I know who I belong to. And my God has a final say of everything. So I'm going to trust in him because he does good things for me. I'm his son. You're his daughter. Amen. And so we got to understand God is in control. We can come into church, amen, feeling heavy, amen. We can come in here in this place, amen, and things, you might have had a, 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 a rough week, amen, a, a rough yesterday, amen. But when we come together and we start to sing those songs, amen, and come on, it starts to remind us of the God that we serve, amen, that everything is going to be all right because God is in control, amen. Like I said, he has final word over you. That's why we worship in the beginning. It's to get our minds set up from all the, the clutter and the negativity of the world, amen, or whatever happened that morning, amen, that we can come, amen, and say, man, you know what? Why am I tripping? It's all right. Why am I getting mad when he's still good? He's still faithful. And you start to sing the words, or, or maybe you can't sing, and you just start to see them on the monitors, amen. And you start to be reminded, amen, God is a good God. He's a faithful God. I'm going to trust him. I'm going to hold on to him. What am I going to do? Let go? Trust in myself? Let go and leave him? No. Don't we feel like that sometimes? Come on, somebody say amen. But God, wow, how can I do that? You've been too good to me. God, search my heart, oh God. And find anything that, that, that is not good in me. Take it out, reveal it, and put me on the path of everlasting. God, I want to, God, forgive me. See, worship is be a time of man getting our lives right. God, take away the negativity. God, 
I want to worship you, God. I just don't want to sing a song because everyone's singing it. I don't want to clap my hands because everyone's clapping their hands. God, I'm clapping my hands because I love you. I'm singing because I, I believe what I'm singing. I believe the words, God. I'm not singing to go through the flow. God, I came to get what's for me. I want to sing for me, amen. I want to worship for me, amen. I, I don't want to just say uh, I'm here, amen. I, no, I want to worship God. God, it's been a long week. It's been a rough week. But God, this is a place where I can find peace. This is a place where I can just worship you. This is a place where I can just lift up my hands and say, God, you've been good. You've been faithful, God. And we can sing these songs and really mean it. Thankful people can worship God wholeheartedly. Gratitude opens our heart to God's peace. And it enables us to put on his love. God is saying, take off that old church. Put on the new. Don't try to fix your old person. Don't start to patch up things. It's not going to work. Take the whole thing off. Trade it in. Sometimes our old is comfortable. Sometimes we don't want to change. Sometimes, man, new stuff is uncomfortable. Feels uncomfortable. It don't. I don't feel. Yeah, it's gonna feel a little, a little uncomfortable, cause you never walked in it. Man, you never really forgave somebody. You understand when you forgive, truly forgive God, true, truly forgive someone how God forgave you. You're gonna experience, man, the forgiveness that really God gave you. We take for granted how He forgave us. I mean, man, He forgave me from. All, I got to forgive others for, for their violations and get me mad. If he let all that go in my life, I can't hold it against anybody else. You got to let it go, church. <coughs> Come on, I may want to walk in love in 24. I mean, real love. Love that, man, doesn't matter who's out there, who, what they're doing. Man, I, I, I love you. I may not love your actions. I may not love how you're talking to me. I may not love all these other things, but uh, bottom line, I'm not going to send you to hell. <laughs> Actually, we have no power to send nobody to hell, but we like to send them there, <laughs> right? Come on, we give up on them. Come on, they're souls. They're souls that, that don't got what you got. There's souls that need Jesus. There's souls that need tender mercy. There's souls out there that need to see people of humility. There's souls out there that need to see patience. That lack in lives in society today. We live in an impatient world. No one's showing tender-hearted mercies. Come on, no one's nice to each other. No one holds a door for an older person no more. No one does that. I'm still a man that holds doors. I'm still a man that holds, go on. It's all right, Chloe. Go ahead, go ahead, I got you. They're not used to that. That's why they say, go on, never mind. What are you going to do, let go of the door and let it hit me? <laughs> People's minds think different things, man. We need tender-hearted mercies. We need patience. We need humility, church. If we're going to experience more in 24. Let's walk in the new by putting on the new church. Let's do things different. Don't do it your way no more. Do it Christ's way.
Do it the way the word of God says. Come on. Don't think you're right when you're wrong. <laughs> Come on. Let's just do it God's way simply by putting on the new church. Let's adapt to change. Let's use the unfamiliar. Let's change from the inside out with the newness of Christ by putting on tenderhearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Let's make room for allowances for each other and forgive each other. Above all else, let's put on love, church. It's a new year. Come on. It's a new start. Doesn't matter how yesterday happened, start today. When you mess up, start right there again. Don't live in it. Don't go back to wherever you donated to old clothing. They should be burning in hell anyway. Sometimes we try to resurrect those old garments. <laughs> try to put that old inside of us, church. Just once they're gone, let it go. Let's start a new year. Don't hold on to nothing in the past. Let go. Let God. Let's keep our eyes on the prize, church. Let me tell you, church, there's so much in front of us and behind us. I'm about to do something new and already begun. Do you not see it? Church, once you put Christ on, you'll start to see all the possibilities of Christ. Once you try to, once you put love, when you really put the love of Christ on it, man, everything starts to put together. Just walk in it, church. Just be in it. We've got to walk in the new. And before that new can come, he has to fix this old.